0: Welcome back to season two of the Product Marketing Experts podcast. I am so excited to have you here with me today. I am here with Becky Trevino. Becky and I have amazing discussion about how to have a great relationship with product. And to have that great relationship, it's essential to have a solid understanding of product and to be that cross-functional glue between product and sales and marketing and really the broader organization as well. This means as a PMM that we should be constantly keeping in touch with what is happening in sales, the market and our customers. So how do we build that relationship with product? Keep listening to find out in this episode with Becky. Shout out to our sponsor Clue. Clue is the leading competitive enablement platform for product marketers that want to drive revenue for their business. It helps product marketers to easily collect, curate, and distribute insights that enable your revenue teams to beat their competition. That's
1: why if you ever get to your rules, the best thing you can do is call it. Follow with style. Great. Sure. I got it.
0: Welcome back to the Product Marketing Experts podcast. I am so excited to have with me Becky Trevino from Snow Software. Becky is the VP of Product Marketing and Operations at Snow. Becky, thank you for being here. And as we dive in, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your role at Snow Software? Yeah,
1: I've been at Snow for a little bit over two years now. I lead all of product marketing globally. So for us, we're a Stockholm, Sweden-based organization. So that means I have product marketers in the UK, in the US and I have teams out in Sweden as well. And this is pretty much marketing for us covers the traditional product marketing, that messaging and that positioning. We've also extended the scope where we have the competitive intelligence function that falls within us, as well as pricing, which I've grouped as a market intelligence function, as well as most recently, I've picked up product operations. At Snow, I report into the product organization. And within this product operations is really almost if you think of marketing operations or sales operations bringing that function into product.
0: That's incredible. And I think it's the operations pieces is, is very interesting because I think a lot of times we see that group reporting into maybe a central function and the pricing piece is also especially interesting because we see more and more specialization across product marketing where product marketing is taking ownership of, or at least influencing pricing strategy. I'm curious how those two components came into your group, so to speak.
1: When I came into Snow, I actually had a desire to own pricing. It was one of the aspects I asked my boss then who owned it and product management owned it at that time. So funny enough, product management today and the then leader of product management just didn't really have an opinion about where it sat. And when I first came in, we were leading this large transformation project where we were looking at SKUs and packaging and pricing, and it just felt natural that that was been under product marketing. And at first it was just the individual product marketers that would manage pricing for an individual. Individual product, if we needed to increase it or decrease it, we would partner very closely with sales operations as you know, more from the strategic angle and the product angle from a pricing side at product marketing and then sales operations for that execution. And over time, there was just so many ideas of what could we do with our pricing? How could this become a competitive strategic aspect for it? Where we ended up hiring someone within the team that specifically looks at pricing.
0: I love that. So I lead the product marketing team at Iterable, and it's really something I'm thinking a lot about as we get deeper into pricing and influencing pricing. And while we're not quite there yet in terms of owning, it's definitely a direction that I am pretty passionate about as well and and want to head down that same road.
1: Is helpful when you're in shifts. For example, if you're a company that's moving from on-premises to SaaS, it's really great to have that function closer to where your product management, your product marketing team sit because that way that the individual that's managing pricing, whether that sits within responsibility of product marketing, product management, you really get that feel of, of what would the customer think about that? What influence does a change in the way your product gets consumed have on pricing? And so we're having a lot of those elements. So we work in the space. What Snow does is we help. CIOs, IT teams really understand what technology runs in their environment. And there's been massive shifts in the way that IT teams have had to deal with technology. Think about it, there were licensing, used to buy things perpetually. Now it's per user. Now even a lot of our SaaS products are consumption. Well, there's API transaction, et cetera. And all of those changes are really broad and we're having to respond to those changes in the way that we look at our products. So for example, for us, a metric that used to be very popular in data centers was per device. But what happens with containers that don't run on a specific server or device. So with all of those changes in technologies, that's where pricing really does become the strategic lever and being able to explain it at a deeper level becomes important. And you'd ask me about the operations component. The operations component actually came up more for growth opportunity for me, but mostly based on a lot of the work that I had done, just streamlining analytics, just something that we'll cover more in terms of product marketing today. But a lot of that has been bringing a lot of that, you know, taking in some insight from the customer and realizing that in some dashboards. And a lot of that, our chief product officer looked and said, you're building this great foundation for product marketing and product management. Could you do more of this for the rest of the business? And that's how the opportunity came across more of the operations role.
0: That makes a ton of sense. And maybe just one more question on this topic. And I want to switch gears and talk a little bit more about the relationship with product that you have and how to really build that as a product marketing team. Because, in my opinion, there's nothing more fundamental and more important, frankly, to a product marketer and a product marketing team is that really relationship that you have with the product team. But maybe just one more question, real quick, before we start talking about that. You mentioned that the product marketing team reports up through product. I'm curious how you think about that kind of reporting structure of why report up through product versus possibly the marketing team or a separate team even.
1: There's always pros and cons to it. It's funny. There was the Product Marketing Alliance I think runs a yearly survey and I chuckled the last time I saw it because it was about, pardon me if I get the numbers wrong, but I think it was like 80% of PMMs report to the CMO and about 20% of them report in a product. And I had to laugh because about half of my career in product marketing has been reporting to some type of product leader. And so there's a lot of times where product leaders just want the bigger feel of owning that part of the go-to-market. And that's where a lot of times where product marketing is that nice fit within chief product. So there's organizations where they feel like, look, I have Both aspects of product that go to market, as well as that strategic angle that really talks into engineering with it. The pro is definitely that relationship with product management, that seat at the table where your peers, that oftentimes, depending on the scope of that product organization, you are really looking at the roadmap on our staff meetings. You're talking about product vision as something that you do day in and day out. The con oftentimes is there's always a rub, right? Product marketing is very cross functional type of team where you're typically in most product marketing organization, everything differs, but typically your primary customers are sales enablement, marketing, or product management. And more often than not, product marketing, I mean, and and product managers are those big customers. It can take a lot of time. And so when you sit in product, oftentimes you're not as close to marketing. And so you have to make that extra effort to be close to marketing. Same as what a lot of product marketers have to do to make that extra proximity into product management. And so that's the con is that sometimes you're not as embedded in that go-to-market and that part of that business, because you have to make that extra effort to go into marketing. So there are pros and cons on each side of it, but I think it just always depends on where the organization wants to head. And if there are some large shifts in the product, sometimes it is helpful for product marketing to report into product.
0: Yeah. It's really interesting. When I really took my first job in product marketing, I also reported up through the the product org at that time. And that company was an extremely technical company that sold to marketers. It was in the kind of testing space and the digital optimization space, but they had an extremely technical solution that while the marketer was the user and the benefactor essentially of the product, had to also sell to the IT buyer because the IT individual was the person kind of instrumenting the solution really, because it was very technical. And in that scenario, I found myself spending a lot of time creating content for kind of both those personas, but really also embedding myself very deeply in the product team as well. Whereas after that, I had another product marketing or each successive product marketing role, I should say has been a part of marketing. And maybe this is not a fair distinction to make, but it seems like in organizations where you do sell to a more technical buyer, alignment with product as a product marketing team is probably more natural. Whereas alignment with a more sales focused motion is probably better through marketing
1: truth to that i also think it depends on the executive's interest is what i found yeah. i roller coaster between marketing and product in so many organizations and a lot of it i found has been does that particular general manager does that particular chief product officer do they want to have more of a say in their go to market or do they just have that capacity so for example my current boss he's managed product marketing and product management teams before so it was just natural for him to want to own that part of the business and that's a big one but oftentimes where i see it is it's either as you mentioned mention the technical or if somebody has a natural affinity as it was in my case. There's a third scenario and that's one I've been in my past, not Snow, where the GM or the chief product officer just wasn't happy with product performance and market. And that was just an angle where they felt like, for example, the product marketing was either going too fluffy and they wanted to go more technical in their type of materials or wasn't speaking to the customer in in the way that they wanted the customer to be spoken to. And that view of, okay, I got to bring product marketing back to this organization, have just more of those technical conversations to bring them back into products. Those have been the scenarios I've run into, at least in my career
0: makes a ton of sense. And I appreciate your perspective. So I do want to shift gears back to this relationship because again, it's just so important. And I think based off your vantage point within Snow and just your amazing career, I think you can offer really a lot of advice. And we were talking a little bit before this and had some great points here. So maybe we could just circle back to one of the great things about being in product marketing, at least in my opinion, is that deep relationship we'd have with product. But it generally doesn't happen just out of the box, so to speak. It doesn't come baked in, especially if you're part of an earlier stage company or if you're taking a leadership role in product marketing at an early stage company, you know it's something that you need to foster and nurture and grow. And so I'm curious you know how you as a leader, how do you set the tone and ensure that you build that great relationship with the product team?
1: You're right where it starts. It starts at a leadership level. So, a big one for me is as I make it an effort, as soon as there's whether I'm new in the role or someone new enters a role, is to create regular one on ones. So, for example, I have two leaders of product management within our organization, and I have bi weekly one on ones with each of them. And it's ones where we cover the team dynamic, the product vision, how the relationship is going. We cover all those assets because you need to make that effort. Some organizations, based on time, it's monthly, but you have to have some regular check. Check in with your product marketing leader, with your peer. And it's also really good to look at the way that the organization itself is structured. There are sometimes where there are some products that are getting a lot of attention and looking at the way that you structure, is that a one-to-one relationship with your big products between product marketing and product management? Is that a one-to-many or that product marketer has many type of products associated? So that helps foster that relationship because for example, if the product management team is investing a lot in a particular product, but you didn't even assign a product marketer, to that, then there's some disconnect going on. So you have to make sure that both of you are aligned on what the vision is, where they're investing resources, and that you're assigning people that way. And then there's other ways of fostering the relationship. One item that I do early on is I have a monthly product marketing, product management sync on the calendar. And we invite actually product owners to that as well. And I co-lead that with the product management leaders in the organization. We send out a couple of days before the meeting, what are some agenda topics? I usually propose a couple of them, but it's usually a firm meeting that's on a calendar. Sometimes it gets pushed out. It was pushed out like two weeks ago into something else, but it's a firm one where everybody kind of gets together to just align and talk about something that's either working or not working or big news. And that's a great way for product marketing to just kind of, if you're a product marketing leader, especially to just bring the entire organization together because oftentimes your PMMs and your PMs actually aren't talking to people outside of that. So you may have a product marketer assigned to one product line. He or she may have no idea about some of the other product managers assigned to the team. So it's a great way of fostering collaboration and sharing what everybody's
0: doing. I love that. And I love that it's not just, or at least it doesn't sound like it's just a status update meeting where you're talking about upcoming launches. And maybe there is a little bit of that and that's okay, right? But it sounds like you're really tackling you know, big, important problems or things that the respective teams can work on.
1: That's cool. There's a little bit of it where I'm going to start adding more about releases and launches. funny that you mentioned that. I think it's actually one of those things where we should add. I like that meeting for everybody to walk away with. That was a good use of my hour. And if it's not, then it's not a good meeting for us to keep. But in general, most times that we have it, people stay on for the whole time and, and people keep attending. And I take a lot of pride in that.
0: For sure. And that's awesome. So I think that relationship has to really be a two-way street, right? Between PM and PMM, it has to be bi-directional. It has to work both ways. So at Snow Software, I'm curious, like, do you and the product marketing team help the product team influence the roadmap? Does product solely own the roadmap and product marketing doesn't necessarily have a say in that, so to speak? I'm curious what that looks like and how that relationship kind of works.
1: Snow, we play a large part in partnering with product management. Now, some of this could be because we sit in products. So that makes it easier. I hear about these things in in staff meetings and so on, a part of the sprint planning process. But a lot of the part, because when I first joined Snow, we were actually part of marketing. And even then, there were a lot of people had just really good relationships. And I think about it it's really to me about, do you add value to those teams? So if you're a product management team, why do you want to include your product marketer? What are they bringing to the table? And I think if product marketing, you, you have to look at what data do you have that you could add value to that roadmap? And if you do, how are you bringing it forth? So I used to have a product marketer at, at a job, uh, about a company ago, and he used to always bring win-loss analysis into his team, like just robust win-loss analysis would have everything new. He would actually send emails and terms of, hey, this is our latest loss. And we just break it down. And the product management team just loved him because he always brought that insights. And you know what? It took something off their plate that they didn't have to do. Here at Snow, we've built a robust Power BI repository where we have numerous dashboards that cover, you know, that extract all this data in from Salesforce that give you insights into win loss into product pipeline by segment, by region, et cetera, to bookings, dating back all the way to like early Q1 2019. So any product manager that wants to get a feel for just how their product is performing in market can go to that. And they also know that we go through that pretty much every quarter, every month, every day, and so that they know we're a good resource for that information. And so that helps bring us through. There's actually something else I failed to mention that helps drive that collaboration between us. Something I have to give credit to my manager about creating. So a couple of months, I was probably in the role for about seven months and he came up with me with an idea of saying, look, I want to do a quarterly commercial review. I want to talk a bit about, you know what our product is, teams are doing, how our products are performing in market. I'd like you and product management to co lead that. And so every quarter we do a report out on the business of our products. So we talk about bookings, we talk about pipeline, we talk about loss strategy, roadmap to our C levels, to our CRO, our CEO, and we talk product ACV. So it's not just, we think of it as a bottoms up way and we have product targets and we talk about how we're reaching those performance. And that really has helped elevate both product marketing as a strategic function within the business, but it's almost a forcing function for driving that collaboration with product management.
0: I love that. And the idea of essentially QBR, quarterly business review, essentially, or at least that's what I've called it in the past or heard it called as well, is really, truly a great forcing function. And as long as it is co-owned and co-led between yourself and the product team, I think it really can be a unifying function.
1: And it also brings really great change. You can talk about things of alignment that you need in blockers. We've had products that were doing well, and we were able to showcase that, and they've been able to get increased investment. We've talked about areas where we have needed additional deep dives and change in direction, et cetera, with it. So it's been a great forum for both product management and product marketing. And now that I look back, you know, based on your question, I think it's been one of those really big things that's driven the collaboration between us because we have to work together because we're presenting to an executive audience at least once per quarter. And usually we do that three times a year. So it's definitely something that brings us and unites us as a team.
0: For sure. When I spent a lot of time at HubSpot, we actually did the same thing. And I forget exactly where it or who it originated with, but every product had a general manager and a lead product marketer assigned to it. And we kind of co-owned that and presented to the executive team at HubSpot. And it really was this unifying function that was really, really did develop the relationship even further and unified both teams. And I think this is really hitting on the theme of not only the relationship between the two teams, product marketing and product management or the broader product team, in fact, but also what information that you're sharing back and forth. And one of the things I've certainly talked with a lot of PMMs about and PMs about, to be fair, right? This is a two-way street, is you know sometimes there's just not enough information there. Maybe a PMM feels like they're running this large-scale launch effort or just starting to take this large-scale launch effort underway, but they don't have all the product details. Or from a PM side, they don't have all the details about the market that they feel like they need. So so I'm curious, Like, can you talk a little bit about how does that information sharing maybe work at Snow and what information should we really be sharing across PMM and PM?
1: at snow, much like most organizations, we often struggle with that information sharing. And and something I coach my teams on is, well, it's not about getting all the details. It's about getting the right details and asking the right questions. And sometimes the right questions differ based on quarter. Sometimes we get one thing was a pain point in Q1 and we got it right and we fixed it. And then, wow, as soon as you fix that, something new pops up in Q2. And I think that's a big one. But what I really look at is going back to just what are the core responsibilities for the role and trying to Focus in on that particular one, you know, what exactly is that right information? What are those details that you need in getting the teams closer? For example, an aspect for us that we've been working on is marrying the agile development process and engineering with our marketing and sales organizations who don't actually want a continuous deployment of new things coming in. They have a particular items that are in their backlog and in their, pi- and in their work and process. And they look, look, we have things that fit in. We need to have the information provided to us at certain points in time, not just this flood of information all the time. We need you to do a better job curating that. And so for a big one for us is marrying those two and understanding what's the, you know, can we hold off on something and create these right themes so that it better aligns to the way that our marketing and sales teams need to work. And at this point, it's around having that right information about what are our go-to-market programs on the marketing side, as well as that right information partnering with our product management teams in terms of what is actually does the release process, like what's coming out and when, and really having a good marriage between the two. And, and sometimes that's harder said than... And it should
0: be. Well said. And I really do think that information sharing is just so vital, but it does change, right? And maybe a follow-up question to that, I certainly have gotten wrong in my career, but you know how early should that really start? Like, at what point should PM and PMM really be collaborating? There's all of this stage of go-to-market strategy, product development, and I do think there is value to having product marketers very early on in the process. But I can also see the flip side of the conversation. I'm curious on your take on when PMM and PM should be collaborating and how early
1: that should be happening. Activity like to say that product discovery, that the product marketer should be just as integral of the team as your designer, particularly if there's a one-to-one relationship between product management and product marketing. I have a member of my team where that is the case. You know, he's brought in very early. They drive him strategy together. They work on a lot of elements together. But essence, kind of humbled in on that and think it's more about what makes sense for the business, right? If you're sitting in a meeting and it's more technical and it makes sense for a product marketer to be in there, you know, excuse your way out because unless you're adding value to that, there's no point in it. But I definitely think that you know the earlier you can understand who that product manager is, is building for, what problems they're looking in, the easier it will be as a product marketer to drive a successful go-to-market for that. Because there could be, while that concept is in development, you could be working closely with marketing, your content marketing team to develop a more thought leadership in that area. So by the time that that product comes out, you've actually had some momentum in that market already. And there's an ability to kind of catch up and and have something there versus if you're just getting it right when it's like, oh, we're about to release, here's here's the details on it. It's really hard to start building that momentum prior because you've lost it because you weren't part of the know-how. I think the earlier you can give the product marketer insights into what problem you're looking to solve, who has that problem, and how close is that to our existing customers or differing customers, I think that's the key element there of really bringing in and understanding. And typically that's around discovery. Sometimes it's later in, but definitely you want the teams together at launch. You don't want to be at a point where there's something releasing and nobody knows why actually this has been built, who's it been built for, and there's a whole oops angle around it. That's way too late in the process. Definitely want to work at a partnership where we're bringing that as close as possible up to the front.
0: Yeah. And that partnership really is emphasized, I think at least the earlier on that, you know, the PMM and the PM do get together. I think in a lot of cases, a PMM being able to do some of that discovery to say, Hey, like if you're going to build this product, you know, our competitors support these three features specifically. And we talked to some of our customers and they're giving us this type of feedback. So if we're thinking about building this product, we may want to consider these few angles as we consider building that product. But at the same time, to your point about the content strategy, it also allows us to shift gears and prepare the broader organization for that if it's maybe a shift into a new market or even just taking maybe a more of a leadership role in an existing market.
1: Because to me, that last part speaks to the con, right? If you're too involved in product discovery, there's sometimes that you're dropping the ball on some aspects of go to market. I think sometimes that's one of those cons of reporting into product is that sometimes you can get so ingrained into the product aspect, the strategy, the vision, that there's some elements of your content that get a little dusty, like, Hey, does that working versus if you are in the marketing side of the house? So you have to have a good balance as a PMM that's saying, look, I'm running the business as well as I'm transforming the business. And what percentage of time should I? I'd be doing what? But definitely I agree that earlier you can get on, you have the product marketer has a lot of insights. I like to say is that the product marketer brings that voice of marketing and oftentimes sales into the product development process, because you have a lot of insights in terms of, you know, what's resonating? Who are those best fit customers? Who are we having a good traction with converting? and converting? And what makes them different than some other segment that isn't? And, and then sometimes also product will build a product that ends up having a different usage once it gets in the market. And sometimes the Product teams are the last ones to know that oftentimes it's a seller or it's a solution consultant and sometimes a services person. And those are the people that oftentimes product marketers are having these conversations with and bringing that into the product development process is essential for those teams. If those conversations are, particularly if those conversations aren't being had with product management.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. And it's just so refreshing to hear your perspective therapy, because I think a lot of people, and this isn't a reflection on the teams specifically, but a lot of people can feel like it may be territorial too, right? Like, and it can go both directions to be clear. It's not product's fault. It's not product marketing's fault. It's they're trying to take some of my responsibilities or, you know, they're trying to encroach on my job. And me personally, I think it can be difficult to break through that, but it's so important to show the kind of strategic lens or the strategic value that you can provide. And also, you know, make sure that it's very clear that, you know, you're not trying to replace them in that specific effort that you're adding value outside of that. In addition,
1: it's an element of this, which is it's strategic. Uh, there are organizations where the product roadmap isn't shared with anybody, but a couple of handful of people. And so in that type of company the reality is you're not going to be at product discovery because they only share it with a handful of people. And I've heard of this type of company and you know, the view is product marketing is definitely go to market. And there can still be some strategic elements of that. It's just going to happen later in the process. So the key part there, if you're asking that question is what type of culture am I in? And am I in a culture where there's a good partnership between product management and product marketing? and that's appreciate it? Or am I in a culture where people do feel like I would be going into their sandbox and that's going to be uncomfortable? If that's the case and you really do want to have that relationship, you may have to A, realize that it can be harder and B, you have to realize that it won't happen organically, that you are going to likely have to have a conversation about, hey, I believe that there's more value I can provide. And here are the things that I could bring. Would that be helpful for you? And then be okay with whatever response you get provided with.
0: Love that. Totally agree, Becky. So I think we can all, and granted, I will acknowledge upfront that it's uncomfortable to talk about, but I think we all can learn from times in our career that went exceedingly well, right? When these moments that we can look back and celebrate for something maybe we worked really hard for or a project that was executed very, very well, but also the things that did not go as well as we planned or just didn't quite go as we had hoped. So I'm curious if there's been like a PM, PMM relationship relationship or as a leader, as you begin to form that culture, if something hasn't quite gone to plan there and how you've kind of addressed and how you've fixed it, because I think we can all really truly learn from those real examples that, that others have been through as we all look to do this within our own companies and our own respective teams
1: really fortunate that for most of my career, I've always had a good relationship with product management, but the times that I could say where we rubbed each other the wrong way it have always been about launch. So when you asked me this question and some of the three questions, looking through it, I thought like, I found like about four different examples and it was always about launch. Because launch is a particularly sensitive topic. And I've had two big scenarios this. And the first was product thought this was a very big thing. And then marketing didn't think it was so much. And so I had a job where we classified. Product launches by tier one, tier two, and tier three. And so we had group that we supported and pretty much everything coming out of the roadmap, we're like, mm, this is about tier three. We had a strategic focus on another business unit that was, it was one of our cloud business units. And a lot of it was focused on that. And, and so cloud was going to be the big story at our events. Cloud was gonna be what we led with. And our product management team supporting other business units was just very upset about this. We're like, I'm creating these big things. And, and there just wasn't that momentum at that particular time to fit all of it. And we had prioritize and move some of it. And those are those really big points of clashing. And some of that potentially could have been solved by having those discussions earlier in the process. But by the way that we had classified these, that was our information. And so that was one that was potentially a miss for us that we didn't A, have that conversation earlier, and B, that we just didn't find a way to align that roadmap as an organization in a better way. The other one that has been common for us has just been the cadence of release and communications. You know, how often do you make those things work to really align with big events within it? So oftentimes marketers, we like to launch things, whether that's at a big user summit or a big user event, and just making that alignment with the launch work in that way can sometimes generate just a lot of friction within product marketing and product management, because oftentimes you want to have something released at those big events, because that's the time you're going to get the most momentum, but sometimes it just doesn't always work in the way that you'd want it to be. But for me, at least launch has been one of those critical components of really getting the teams together and making sure that we're communicating that value effectively, that we know what's coming into the roadmap and that have done a good job. As I said, from that tiering example, explaining just what marketing and our sales teams have capacity to be able to take in from the product organization and what layer of promotion they're going to be able to be eligible on. Because a lot of our product teams think that everything deserves to be a tier one. And sometimes in marketing and our sales, we have to be like, actually, no, not really. And that's a tough conversation.
0: Yeah, it is absolutely a tough conversation. You're absolutely right. And I can understand it from the product perspective. They've worked hard, prospectively, for you know months or potentially longer on this thing that maybe it's a feature or whatever the case may be, that, you know, they're so excited to launch and get out into the marketplace. So naturally they want there to be the limelight to shine on that you know particular thing. But I think from a product marketing lens, it, it's important to balance that with the customer's perspective. And that's what I always come back to here is you know, how important will this be to the customer? Is it going to change their day-to-day workflow? Is it going to revolutionize the way, so to speak, that they use our product or the way that they accomplish their work? And I think you can almost kind of tier it based off that obviously at a little bit more granular level, right? But it's been a useful framework for me at least to talk with the product team to say, well, listen, I know you worked really hard on this. I know this is important to you. I know you've heard a lot of feedback about this, but keep in mind that this won't directly impact, that it's important update to make, but it won't directly impact a customer's day-to-day workflow significantly.
1: That's critical. It's something I always kind of motto for me as a product marketing leader is know your customer, because when you're able to say the words of, look, our customer is going to be interested in these three things This actually is going to be, they're kind of going to be okay with this delivery.com or just as a notification within the application. That's so powerful rather than just, I think, or I know, or someone told me just being able to say from the customer, or actually I spoke to customer XYZ and they had this, or this is their top concern, or I understand this market trend from Gartner 451, really speaking from a place of knowledge about the customer or the market is just so powerful in having those conversations.
0: I agree. So as we begin to kind of wrap up here, Becky, one of the things I love to ask guests is that I'm personally a fairly avid reader. Granted, I have kids, so I maybe don't get to read as often as I would like to, but I'm a fairly avid reader. I also listen to a lot of podcasts and I'm always trying to learn. And I think as product marketers, we talk about a lot of this, the same books and that's okay because those few books that we do talk about are truly exceptional. But I'm curious if you've maybe read any books, listened to any podcasts, watched any videos, or just learned anything in general that's really impacted your career or you yourself over the past few months.
1: Most product marketers at the end of this podcast, and I listen to it, so I'm a fan. I really like April Dunford's, obviously, awesome book. So that's one that I've been referring to over the last couple months. But one that I really go back to is inspired, actually, this topic about product marketing and product management. If you haven't read that, it's a book by Marty Kagan, who's really gone out there to evangelize what is product management, what's the role of product management. And if, if product management is something you want to understand a little bit deeper, whether that's you're a product marketer that thinks that that's a career you want to have, or you just want to have a better working relationship with it, I'd really recommend listening to either Marty Kagan in a podcast, reading the book Inspired. It just kind of is the framework by which a lot of product organizations base themselves off of today. And I'm always really familiar from a product marketing, product management perspective is I follow a lot of what Amazon does. David Cancel from Drift had something went on today where he was explaining a book by folks from Amazon and I was looking up like single threaded teams, et cetera. So I follow a lot of, I think Amazon does some really good work, kind of like the, working backwards, kind of write the press release first type of methodology. I'm just a big fan of following a lot of what they do from a framework perspective.
0: That's awesome. And by the way, I love that book, Inspired. I think Marty is truly great in that regard. And, and I love that book, love his thoughts on the topic as well. And I think very much like in the way that a lot of product marketers you know, need to empathize with our customers. We need to do research. We need to discover. We need to learn about our customers and their habits and their patterns. You know, I think we can really apply that same framework to the folks we work with, right? We need to learn how our product team operates and need to be able to empathize. Empathize with them, not just what we need as well. So, and I think that book inspired can go a long way to actually helping with that.
1: Product marketing is a really tough job. I was actually coaching someone on my team about this a couple of weeks ago where you're just always, it's so cross-functional in nature. I think this was one of my responses in the product marketing summary, product marketing, product where I did was it's always frustrating in that you support sales enablement, you support product management and marketing. And if you're doing an A plus with marketing, it's almost like there's almost a guarantee you're doing a B plus at best with sales and product management. It's just nearly impossible to get an A plus with all three groups because they demand a lot from you. And so from that, it is really important to just understand that cross-functional relationship. Who do I have to have a good relationship with? Am I syncing with my campaign leader? Am I having a good relationship with product management? What needs work? And one of the ways that we actually do that is is we do retrospectives as a team every quarter as just what's working, what's not working, and a lot of time that bubbles up just if there's alignment issues, whether that's in product with product management, with sales enablement, with marketing, and that's been a really good tool. So it's as simple. It sounds really fancy with retrospective. But it's as simple as just a session of what's working. And I always start it with what's working because we as people always want to move to what's not working and the negative. So it's probably like, what's working? because I always put people in a positive type of view of like, oh, I like this company. I like our culture and then what's not working. And that's a really good way of every quarter getting a pulse of what's rubbing your teams, not in the right way. And I think sometimes that could just be the same thing that you go in with the product manager, like, Hey, what worked with us with this last launch? What did not work with us? And through your campaign manager, how to just drive that collaboration, because where I see either product marketing leaders fail, or sometimes individual PMS fail is in that cross-functional collaboration. Did you not have that right relationship with your marketer or your product manager or sales enablement leader? That's where I follow, where I see a lot of folks just fall within the gaps and get in trouble. It's when you have a good balance across them, it's nearly impossible as said to get an A plus across all. But if you're averaging a B or better across those teams, then you're doing pretty well.
0: The idea of a retrospective every quarter sounds incredible and sounds like a great way to also learn and foster that learning, not only within the product marketing team, but also across teams as well. So I really do truly love that idea. Thank you so much for taking the time today, Becky. I really do truly appreciate it and appreciate you sharing all of your wisdom and advice with not only me, but the entire audience here. Any final words or where folks can find your content on the internet?
1: Yeah, hey, you can follow me on either Twitter or LinkedIn. I try to post every couple of days on LinkedIn. But the big one is I'm really excited about where product marketing is as a field right now. I started in product marketing over 10 years ago. And I remember speaking, I come out of business school and I'm trying to find a job here. I live in Austin. And someone had actually told me, oh, we you know product marketing is an essential function for us as a growing startup. And it's just been amazing to see the field grow in the last 10 years where i have seen companies that would have said no to me before saying, yes, I actually need that type of talent today as part of my founding team. So I think it's a really exciting time to be in product marketing and there's just so much to learn in the field. And so it's definitely a big one where my biggest advice to folks is know your customer and just come to the, if you want that seat at the table, figure out, you know, the value that you can add, the data that you can bring, the insights you can bring in, and you'll find a way to get that seat. 100%
0: agree. And couldn't have said it better myself. Product marketing has truly become an essential function within so many companies, especially these kind of product-led companies. And I think that will only continue more as the market and the landscape gets more crowded. There will be need to be more differentiation for each of these companies and product marketing will just continue to become more of an essential function. So thank you so much, Becky. Appreciate your time. And it was a pleasure to have you.
1: Oh, thank you for hosting.
0: Thank you for listening to today's conversation with Becky. It was really a pleasure to speak with her and I hope you got just as much from it as I did. Next week, I'm so excited to talk with Leah Brights from Gusto. Gusto is one of those incredible companies that has really taken charge of a category in so many ways and really is competing with a number of giants in so many ways. So tune in for next week's conversation. I think you'll like it. With Clue, you can build and deliver battle cards to help sales close more deals. Stay on top of your competitor's strategies and measure your competitive program's impact to the bottom line. Don't just compete, compete to win.